We begin a new Maimer, Pader B'Shalem, Tovshin Yud Gimel. It's a Maimer here of Yutes Kislev. Let's begin. Pader B'Shalem, Navshin Mikrovli, Kibirabim Hoyu, Imodi. David Amalek is saying that you redeemed my soul in peace. Krovli simply means from uh, the battle that I was in. Kibirabim Hoyu, Imodi. Many were with me. With me. Amr Razal, the Gemara says in Brochus, one that learns Taira and does Gemilas Chesed and also Davins with a minion. Maila Ani Olov, I will consider it for him. As if he's redeemed me, the Abishter, and my children from amongst the nations of the world. So the question here is Maya Shaykhis, the Gimel Dvarim Elu, what is the connection? Of these three things, and to the redemption, to the liberation, specifically through these three things, the pedia, uh, the redemption comes about. Although Gemara there explains the connection to the pasuk, how where you see in the pasuk these three things. So Rashi explains the source for Teireh, Shepada Bisholim means Koyal Zesh, Eisigudivri Sholim Dainet Teireh. Refers to someone that's learning Teireh, that's called words of peace. Tichsev, regarding Teireh, it says, Vachol Nisivisei Sholim, that the ways of Teireh, the pathways of Teireh are peaceful. So when it says, Pada Bisholim, it means through Sholim, not only with Sholim, but through learning Teireh, which is Sholim. Cheng, Melis Chasadim, Nami Sholim. And of course, Gimelaz Chasadim is also peace. Shemitoich Shegemel Chesed, when you do a favor, you help another Yid, he sees that you love him, and it brings brotherlyhood and friendship and peace. And then, you learn from what it says at the conclusion of the Pasuk, the David Amalek says, there were many with me, they davened along with me. That means that they davened with the Tzibur. So yes, we have uh, the words of the Pasuk that show this. So that's the proof that this is the case. But the question here is, What is the reason though? What's, what is significant about these three things? What, what is it that they, that they can do that they bring about the, the, the liberation? In addition, the question here is, Masha Omro, Kiilu Pedani, Liulavani, that Abisha says, I consider it as if you've redeemed me and my children. What does it mean that there's a redemption for the Abishta? The Abishta is an Agalos. So, simply speaking, the intention here is, based on what it says in the Medrash, when Yidin went into Golos and Babel, the Shkhira went along with Yidin. Golula Edaim, when Yidin go into Golos Edaim, the Golos were now. The Shechina is with the Eden as well. The Haino, the Kashi Yisrael, in Begolos, as Egama Shechina Begolos. As long as Yidin are in Golos, the Shechina is also in Golos. L'chein, al Yidea Pedia di Yisrael, Nasas Gama Pedia da Shechina. If the Yidin are being redeemed from Golos, so they're not there alone. So the Shechina is also redeemed from Golos. But the question though is, Vapizayinu Muvan Oimroi, Pedaani Li Ulevanai. That it's considered as if you've redeemed me, the Eibishter, and then only afterwards does it say, my children. 
First he speaks about redeeming the Eibishter, only afterwards redeeming the Eden. But based on what we said, it should be the other way around. The Eibishter is only in Golos because his children are there. And the Eibishter goes along with them wherever they are. But it's not that the Eibishter on his own is in Golos. So if so, it should have said first the redemption of Yidin, which is the main point, to redeem Yidin from the Golos, before it talks about the redemption of the Shechina. should have said, that it's considered as if you redeemed my children, and then the Eibishter coming along with his children also gets redeemed. So what's to say that of the Smaim Chazal, first Li, and then Levonai? So those are the questions here. So the Rebbe has really two questions. One has been negated to these three things, Teira, Gmilz Chasadim, and Mespal Matzibur. What's significant about them that it brings about the liberation? And what's the Seder of Levonai coming after Li, and not like you would think it should be, first Levonai? You even call so this could all be understood. Bahaktim so this Maimir is a very general Maimir, as I can see. And the Rebbe is going to discuss very, very general subjects that are negay every day of the year. And the main theme of the Maimir is to explain this, the difference between Golos and Gola. Very, very fundamental in it. So what is the real difference between Golos and Gola? So of course in Chassidus, this is not going to be explained just the way it is on an external level, the facts on the ground that we see, that in the time of the Gula, so you have the Yidin all in Eretz Yisrael, and you have a Beis HaMikdash there, and at the time of Golos, Yidin are expelled from Eretz Yisrael, and they're scattered all over the world, and they can't be in Makar of the Karbonis in the Beis HaMikdash. That's the obvious. But in Chesidus, it wants to explain the concept of Golos and Gula on a much deeper level. The difference between the time period of Golos and the time per- period when the Bishamikdash is standing. Which is, which is at the time of redemption, just like at the, at the time when Yidin are being liberated. And the, the, that's the moment of the Gula. So, not only the difference between Golos and the moment of Gula, but also the difference between the general time period of Golos and the de- general time period when the Yidin have the Bishamikdash. And so the point here is as follows. Regarding the time of Golos, we find in the Shemis of Psukim that the condition of Yidna that's described with two different uh, terminologies in the Shina. One is that Yidna are asleep. I am asleep. Referring to Yidna that Yidna are asleep in the time of Golos. Chazal tell us this is referring to the time of Golos. And the Pasuk also says regarding the time of Golos, At this time, we are like dreamers. It's in a dream, which is of course related to sleep. You sleep and then, then there's a dream. So this refers to the time of Golos. So that's one concept. That the Eden and the time of Golos are like someone that's it's like uh, he's asleep and he's dreaming. Then Vabay is another pshat, another expression that it says regarding Golos, Bishem Ibur. It's referred to a time of pregnancy. As we find in Tanakh, especially in Yecheskel, the Psukum that are always quoted there when it speaks about the Gul of Mitzrayim. Shanviim Kinu Azmana Gula Bishem Leida. 
that the Nevi'im referred to the time of the Giyula as a time of birth. And so too we find that time period that's right before Mashiach arrives is referred to as the, as the pangs of, late, of, of uh, birth. So the time of Golas is referred to as a pregnancy. And the expression that it says in Gemara, even when the Ebeshter is filled with anger on Yidin, and the Gemara relates the word Evra to the word Isha Ubra, like a woman that's expecting and she has pain with the birth. So we see also even in the Gemara that it refers to the uh, time of Golos. As the, as the time of a, a pregnant woman. The Nimtza, so if so, it comes out, Sheyeshnam Beis in Yonim, by Hefresh Bezmana Golos, Lezmana Beis Vagola. There are two different points to focus on over here regarding the difference in the time when Yidna are in Golos and the time of redemption. In Yin Aleph, the first point is, Shezmana Golos Nikra B'Shem Shino, Bezmana Beis Nikra Kitsa. I think there's an extra Yud there in this mind that I'm reading. The time of Golas is referred to a time of sleep, and the time of the Besamikdash is referred to a time when Yidin are awake. In Abayz, and the other point is Shizmana Golas Nikra Ibor, the time of Golas is referred to as a pregnancy, and Shizmana Bayis Nikra Leida, and the time when the Besamikdash is standing is referred to a time of birth. So, what's the Indian in this? The Rebbe will explain in the Maimah Barich is what's the difference between sleep and being awake. And the pregnancy and birth. So, you know, when you learn these in Yonim, these Lashainis and the Chazal and the Psukim, so we can understand the difference between sleep and being awake when a person is asleep, so then uh, he's unaware of what's going on around him. When a person is awake, he is, he's more aware. And the, the same thing also with pregnancy and birth. When a person's born, he, is, uh, he opens his eyes, he sees what's going on. But in Chesidus, it takes these Meshalim uh, that it says in the Teireh. And every marshal is precise, and it's describing very specifically what Golas is about. And these two mishalim each describe a different aspect of Golas and Gaula. So therefore, here in the Maimah, the Rebbe will explain very specifically what's this Inyan. Be it Inyan, so to explain this, what is the significance of the fact that Golas is compared to someone that's asleep? Even while a person is sleeping. So the first thing we can understand from this marshal is that when a person is asleep, he has, first of all, all of the limbs of his body are, are whole. And not only that, even the, the, the life, the person is alive. He's asleep, but his, his, his heart, his brain, all of the guf, he's alive. And all of the powers that he has are there as well. So three details the Rebbe says there. Each Eivet is there, the Chayas is there, and even the Kaychas, the specific Kaych of each Eivet for what, it func- what, what its function is, is also there. Hello, the only thing is, The Kaych of each Eivet, the function of each Eivet is concealed. The Pu'ulas HaKaychas Bizman the functionality of each aver while a person is asleep is on the lowest level. While a person is asleep, so sometimes you move around and so on. So there's a very there's minimal minimal amount 
of, of Kayach, of the Evarim, are being expressed and used. But the higher Kayachas of a person, Heim Behelem. They, they are um, completely Behelem. Yeah, so what the Rebbe is actually focusing on over here is, let's, let's, uh, let me go that over again, that when he says that during Shina, what he means is, within the Kayachas of a person, there are the lower Kayachas, that are more active. It says, uh, as, we'll, as we'll see, the Rebbe will explain over here, that uh, the higher kaiches of a person don't really function. The lower kaiches, it says in Chassidus and other places, I don't know if the Rebbe mentions it here, but uh, the, 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 the lower kaiches refers to the kaiach ha'ikol, digestive uh, function and other things like that. Just simple movement while a person is asleep, you can move around in bed. Those are the kaiches that are uh, functioning. But the deeper, the higher kaiches of a person are not at all, are not functioning. And it will say what he refers to when he, when he says that the higher kaiches are not functioning. The kaiches of a person to see or to listen, to hear. So the kaiach of a person hearing something that's below seeing, yeshna gambe sashina. So that it exists even while a person sleeps. So here, the kayach of Ri'i and Shmi'a, these are both kayachas that are already higher kayachas in a person. They're not just the lower kayachas of movement and an ikol that I mentioned before. So those kayachas are more active. The kayach of Shmi'a, which is very clo- much closer to the Ri'i, it's, it's connected to the brain of a person hearing and so on. But yet, the kayach of Shmi'a, you call a person's name or you talk to him while he's asleep, the Kayach HaShmiyah works even while a person is sleeping. But then there's the Kayach of seeing, which is a higher Kayach. That's something that doesn't function at all while a person is asleep. As, it's, as, as you see it even in the physical body, when a person is asleep, the eyes are closed. This is the difference between the time of Golas and the time when the Vesam Mikdash is standing. When the Vesam Mikdash was standing, so then the main point of the Vesam Mikdash is not just the place physically in the Karbonus and the Mitzvahs, but really also the revelation of godliness that was there, that Yidin had the ability to see godliness. Moshe Kosov, as the Pasik says, Yeroa calls Churcha. That the Yidin come up to the Beis Hamikdash when they were Eilat Regel, all the Zacharim, all the males come and are able to see, to see Elokos, Kesheim Shabal just like the Yidin came and were seen by the Eibishter, Kach Balirois. So to the Yidin come to the Beis Hamikdash in the time when they were Eilat Regel, they come to see. Hainu meaning Sheinyan Hariye Hoyegam Mitzad Adam Lamata. The fact that there was the, the direct vision that Yidin able to see the Eibishter. It's not only from the Abish's perspective that the Abish sees, but the Yidin below as well, the Yidin are able to see. However, in the time of Golos, it says, the, the signs, the revelations of the Abish there, we don't see at all. In the time of Golos, so whatever connection we have to Godliness is not direct and open, like when you see something. As the expression that we say in davening, that we can't go up to the base of Mikdash, and it says, what specifically can't we see? Can't we do liras to see? 
or Lishtach isn't to bow down. Right? So even though even today you can go to the place of the Beis Hamikdash, but literally is to go up and to see that Kayach of It doesn't just mean to see the place, but it means the real idea of seeing. To see a Lakus that's there, the true revelation of the Evish's presence in the Beis Hamikdash, that we can't see in the time of Golis. So the question is, how does it say that we can't bow down? You can go to the place of the Beis HaMikdash and you can bow down. Wherever you are, you can bow down today. You can even go to the place of the Beis HaMikdash and bow down in that area. But the explanation is, just simply, literally bowing down, that could be even today. But to go and to see, to see the godly revelation that's there, and then to bow down to, to this great to, to this great revelation, it's a different it's a different bowing down. It's not just physically bowing down. It's a deep bittle that's expressed in bowing down when you see a lakos, pnimis, an inner bowing, something that comes very deep inside the person. That comes through the introduction of a person seeing. He sees the godly revelation there and then he bows down. That's something that at the level of connection that a person can't come to. The main thing, the main difference between our connection to the Ebishter and the time of the Besamikdash is standing and the time of Golos is this Inyan, the Kayach The Kayach that the Neshama has to see godliness in the time of the Besamikdash. That's open and revealed for us to see. In the time of Golos, that aspect of connection is concealed. And that's hinted in the Lashon of the Pasik when it speaks about the fact that in Golos, Yidin are asleep. Because the main thing that a person is asleep, the Aver, that you can physically see in the body that's not functioning, is the eyes. The eyes are closed. That's the main Indian. So the Rebbe explains this Indian more by the as we know, a connection that comes through directly seeing something, or a connection that comes when you hear about something is completely not the same. I know the point of the difference is So what if from in what consists the difference? The difference is not that when you see something, you see it all, and when you hear Someone tells you something and you, you, you're getting the information secondhand, so he may miss some details, so you may not have such clarity because you're missing some points of the story. That's not the difference. We're talking over here even about a person that hears the details of something that someone else saw, every single detail. He's not missing even one detail. So whatever, whatever you see, you can get secondhand by hearing. It could be, it'll be more difficult, it'll take more time. When you see it, you see it all at once. When you hear it, it may take time to gather the information. But eventually, if you, if you hear every single detail of the information, so now you have in your, in your mind the same information that you hear when you, and when you see it. So the difference between them cannot be regarding the details. Do you have every piece of information or not? But what's the difference? You see, the fact is that when you hear about something, over time, it could become, it could fade away in your mind. If someone will come and start asking all kinds of questions, could it really be this happened? How did it, how did it happen this way? It's impossible. This couldn't have happened like that. Someone will come and question your report about what you're saying when you hear something secondhand. So it's possible even that over time, 
you, it'll fade away, you can forget it altogether. Or if someone will ask you questions, then you, you won't believe anymore on what happened. Okay, so what does that mean? The fact that later it fades away, and later someone could ask you questions on this, what that really means is that even presently, even now, when you know all the details, and it's there, it's settled in your mind, and you really understand it and get it, it's not really, it never really became fully one with you. It's not really totally, you don't really fully get it. You have information that's in your head. And each piece of information is another part of the story that's there, stored and understood in your head. That, but that's Bagbala. That's limited of the amount of how much you really got it. Because Shmiya is limited in that sense. When you hear about something, it doesn't totally grab you. It doesn't. You don't really fully know in your essence that this is what it is. I'm not sure how to translate this in English. Again, this is not about the amount of information over here. It's it's the depth of how deeply it, it, it touches you, how deeply it gets engraved in your mind. When you hear something secondhand, so you could hear something sometimes in passing. You don't pay attention much at all. You, you, you heard every word, but it literally goes in one ear and flies out the other ear. But here we're talking even about someone that's paying attention, very close attention, and he hears every single detail. Nevertheless, if you only hear about it secondhand, even if it, it goes, it, it, it settles in your mind and it penetrates you and it, it becomes engraved in you to some extent, but it's still limited. Nevertheless, you see the fact is that later someone could refute the whole idea. And if that's the case, it means that even before it's refuted, it's not really totally one with you. The information penetrates and enters into a certain, to a certain extent in your soul. There's still a place deeper in your nefesh. With there, it's possible for there to be questions and contradictions that may refute the whole thing. And it's for this reason that for a person to have to totally lose himself because of something that he heard, that's not possible. When you hear something secondhand, you're far from the source. There's a certain distance. You're not fully one. And therefore, by hearing, there won't be to completely lose yourself. That's what it is. It's impossible. Because what you hear, see, even though when you're hearing, you're not in a distance because someone's sharing the information with you and it's entering into your head, you're hearing it. So there's a, there's a closeness, there's a oneness that, that between you and the idea here. But nevertheless, it still didn't grab you at, to your essence and therefore it's not going to completely the person will not have, will never experience kalaisa nefesh through something that he hears. That's the kayach of Shemiah. The though, goes much, much deeper. As the, I mean, the, 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 most of the rest of the paragraph here that I will discuss the Indian of Riyah, what exactly Riyah does to a person when you see something, how it go, penetrates very, very deeply in the nefesh of the person. And that's the time, the Besamikdash Kayam, as we'll see in Mitzvah the continuation of the Mayimah tomorrow.